0: Do you have a property story you'd like to share? No matter where you've bought or how much you've spent, I'd love to hear from you. And all property stories are completely anonymous. Reach out to me by emailing hello at Today's property story is from a 25-year-old single female who purchased her first property in late 2022 for $540,000 in Laylaw, Victoria. She used the first home guarantee scheme and by speaking to a mortgage broker, she actually realized that she was much closer to her first home goal than she realized. This is her property story. Welcome to The First Home Guidebook, a podcast exclusively for first home buyers. I'm Amy Linardi, a buyer's agent who has helped over a thousand people buy a property in the last decade. I'm here to share my property expertise and insider tips to help give you the confidence to buy your first home. Plus, I'll also be bringing to you property stories from first home buyers about how they managed to get into the market, which will hopefully inspire you in your own home buying journey. Let's get into
1: it. So, I'm currently 25 years old, but I bought my first home when I was 24. I have a boyfriend of four years, but At the, he's not involved in the home buying process. I just bought it on my own. And I currently work as a production manager in retail, which I've been with this company for a few years, working my way up from a sales assistant. I earn $87,000 a year. I've been on this amount for about a year now. Previously, I've been mainly earning like between 45 and 60K for my full time career. I was promoted about three years ago, but the pay rise came a bit later. Yeah. Uh, so I bought a townhouse in Laylaw for $542,500. Yeah, I wanted to live in the northern suburbs because that's where I grew up and just at the moment it feels right for me. It's a three-bedroom townhouse and it's got two bathrooms and a double garage, which works really well for me. Majority of my friends and family are also in the northern suburbs, um, so that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to stay around that area. I always knew that I wanted to own my own home, like I've always been very independent and love my own space. I didn't think I was quite ready at that point in time, I thought I needed a lot more, but I was recommended a mortgage broker from a friend and then when I went and discussed with her, I realised, oh actually I can start the buying process, so that's kind of what encouraged me to start looking at properties and going for it. I have been saving since my first job working at Macca's when I was on 7.50 an hour, so I've yeah been saving and with every pay rise every promotion I've just been like putting away more each time so it's taken me my whole working career pretty much yeah I think I still didn't really sacrifice much I still went out to dinner and you know went caught up with my friends and did all of that but I've just always very conscious of my money and knew that if I couldn't afford something just don't even bother like it wasn't worth it to me And I also had the privilege of living at home rent-free with my parents, so obviously that was a major help, you know. I could just put a lot of my money into savings. I've actually never had any loans other than my student loan, which is actually now all paid off, and I never had an afterpay account or a credit card or anything like that, so that was good for me. (laughs) So I had saved up about $75,000, but I didn't use all of that for the deposit. I put in an 8% deposit, which was roughly $45,000 um, for the property because I still wanted to have at least $20,000 left over. And then I spent, you know, the rest of it on paying off the last bit of my hex and then on the conveyance of fees and stuff like that. I was recommended a mortgage broker from a friend who had just recently bought her own property and honestly she was so amazing I felt so comfortable she helped me like responded to my questions at any time and just yeah helped me understand where I was at and what I needed to do and yeah I was just so thankful for her so yeah I did have quite a decent amount in my savings I still didn't know if that was enough to purchase a home like it wasn't really it wasn't on my radar to think about that but then knowing that I could speak to a broker now that I had that connection. I thought, look, let's just go see what I need, whether I need to like save up more or I really did think she was going to tell me that I need to save more. But in the end, it, with the first home guarantee scheme that she was telling me about, it seemed more reasonable to be able to like buy sooner than I thought. So the first home guarantee scheme allowed me to put in less than a 20% deposit without having to pay LMI. So that was really great for me. And also because the property I purchased was under 600000 I also had no stamp duty to pay. So that was really great. So originally my borrowing capacity would have been 500000 but my mortgage broker did tell me that by paying down that last remainder of my HECS debt, which was roughly 10000 that it would increase my borrowing capacity by 50000 And although I didn't plan on borrowing my max amount, I did just want to give myself that extra wiggle room, just in case. So I thought, it's better off for me to pay off Hex, and now I'm glad because of the indexation, so that's all done, thank God. (music) I have always been that independent person, and I really did crave my own space, so I knew emotionally that I was ready probably a couple years before I actually bought, but financially I wasn't ready. But then, so as soon as I thought, okay, maybe now I am financially ready, I was emotionally ready 100%. Did you
0: know that the First Home Guidebook is also an online course where I teach you everything you need to know about buying your first home? You can find out more at thefirsthomeguidebook.com.au, where you can also download my free checklist, which is 100 things to look out for at a property inspection just head to the au.
1: I had so many opinions from everybody friends family even strangers because everybody was telling me oh no wait it out the prices are going to drop and I for me that was just not a problem because I thought if I'm ready financially I have a budget I know what I can afford why should I wait in case it drops, it might not even drop, you know what I mean? So, I took it with a grain of salt, but I was always going to do my own thing, really. So, first, what I wanted was a house, a freestanding house, and ideally, I wanted to be more in the inner city suburbs of Melbourne, but as soon as I started looking on realestate.com and stuff, I realised, okay, that's way out of my budget. So, I still preferred a townhouse over an apartment because I just wanted that more space and still semi freestanding in a way. So with my borrowing capacity, I was making like spreadsheets, looking at realestate.com, putting every single detail, my non-negotiables, just to get a clear idea of what I could afford, if that thing was even out there. And in the end, I was pretty reasonable with my expectations and what was actually out there. So it, it was fine for me. I probably went to about 10 inspections um, and out of those 10, I've either put in an offer or attended the auction for four. And yeah, the last one that I put an offer in for was the one that I actually got. So the real estate agents were actually all like very friendly. I didn't have any problems with them. The only thing maybe was that they could sometimes be a bit vague or take a while to get back to me, which is a little bit annoying, but overall it was pretty positive positive. I was really nervous about my first auction so because that all happened so quickly it was like one of the first properties that I had looked at and it was all within a week and I brought my dad with me because I thought you can bid on my behalf um, because you have a more level head but I made sure I told him like this is my limit please do not bid above although he really wanted to like he's like I'll put in the extra if you need but I was like please just don't just stay at the limit which he did I'm thankful for but I did miss out And then the first house I put an offer in for, it was more for practice because I really didn't know what to do. I was a bit nervous and I thought, let's do like something a bit more basic and something that I don't care if I do miss out on, but like, I'd still be happy if I did get it, you know, and I kind of lowballed in that. And that was just like a bit of texting back and forth with the agent. And I knew it wasn't enough. He, He had told me, look, can you put in a higher offer? And I just said no, but even just having that experience made me feel more confident about the offer process um, so that when I actually did go to put an offer in for the house that I did get, I felt fine about it. I, I don't know. It just made me much more comfortable. The house that I did end up getting was meant to go to auction but the funny thing is, the people that were selling that house were actually ones that had beat me at the previous auction, <laughs> and it was the same agent, so I was familiar with him. And I thought, okay, well, maybe these guys are a bit more desperate to sell because they've just bought a property. Um, so I thought, let's try putting an offer, and maybe they'll, you know, accept it. And so there was a bit of back and forth. The agent was telling me that the vendors wanted to have a three days before the auction um, put the offer in so that it could be unconditional under auction conditions. Um, so, I checked with my mortgage broker because I didn't want to make that commitment first without making sure I definitely had the money. Um, so, as it is a townhouse, it has body corp fees and I let my mortgage broker know about that and everything else. And so, my borrowing capacity had dropped to probably around 530000 but I still knew what kind of a deposit I could put and how much I was willing to spend. So, in the end, I put in an offer for about 540000 which was in the middle of the range of what they were asking for. And the agent, I don't know if I believed him, but he was kind of saying like that they would be happy with anything within the listed price. So I was like, okay, I think that's a reasonable amount to offer. And then there was a bit of back and forth over the phone because he was, again, I don't know if I believe him, but he was telling me that there was another bidder, but they didn't want to go unconditional. So that was like, they were offering slightly more than me, but they didn't want to go unconditional. So mine's still like maybe if i put in an extra two and a half thousand just to make my offer sound better and to me in the grand scheme of things i thought whatever two and a half thousand isn't really actually going to affect me you know in the in the long run um so i accepted and then we agreed to the settlement period which was only 30 days they really wanted that quick period and so i got the keys like just before christmas six days before christmas um so it was a hectic time but yeah it worked (laughs) Um, So once I got the call of congratulations, I was obviously really excited and relieved. But at the same time, I was kind of anxious because now I thought, oh, this is real. Have I made the right choice? You know, you start having all these doubts in the back of your mind. um, But I I was more happy than anything. I I knew I I did make the right choice because I did have all that research behind me and I was happy with the decisions I made. My mortgage repayments at the moment are just under 1400 a fortnight. I'm paying fortnightly, which is quite high for me, but I am still coping. Um, and I do have, I'm in a lucky position where my partner is willing to move in with, he plans on moving in with me at some point anyway, but if it got too hard for me, he's like, okay, I'll move in earlier and we can help sp- share the bills and the repayments and stuff like that. I am on a variable loan. I think that may have been one of the only options under the first home guarantee scheme. Um, So I didn't really have that much of a choice with the fixed options. I probably would want to live here for the next few years at least while my partner and I can save up to buy our own house. And then eventually once we do, I would turn this property into an investment property because I do think it would have a good rental yield like with the location and the size of it. I think it's pretty good. One thing that I would say is that even if you don't think that you have like enough to start looking for a house or anything like that if that's something that you do want to do you may as well go and see a mortgage broker earlier because you really don't know what you could be closer to or maybe further away from they might tell you about schemes that you didn't think you were eligible for so I think if buying a home is on your mind you should just go speak to a mortgage um, broker and hopefully they can help you out
0: Information provided in our podcast is general in nature and does not constitute financial advice. Every effort has been made to ensure the information is accurate. Listeners must not rely on this information to make investment or financial decisions.